Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the Zabecast, it's Andy Poland, the guy I once derisively called Good Enough Andy. A man who knows more Redskins history than anybody. Somebody who loved Chinese food, Tiger Woods, and 60 Minutes on Sundays. And a guy who taught me the word Meshuggana. Your bonus, uncensored 35-minute edition of the Zabecast is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. And so there it is, end of the line, Andy, for one Daniel M. Snyder. How do you feel now that we are finally here, my friend? You know, Zabe, I think uh, you and I did more chronicling of the Michigas of that man <laughs> than probably any two people on the planet. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've thought about this in the last few days. 
Um, I've been in radio now for 45 years. I would say the biggest segment of it has been talking about the blunders of Dan Snyder and his ownership. I, I, I think that, that if you took the biggest chunk of my career, that's what it was, talking about Dan Snyder's idiocy. Yeah, you and I presided over it on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And the next story was even more outrageous and stupid than the last story. And they kept coming, and they kept coming, and they kept coming. By the way, for those listening today to the ZabeCast, if you're thinking that Andy and I are going to touch on this or touch on that, no, this is all Snyder Redskin sale. So if you want something else and you don't care about this, then just go ahead and gently click close and join us tomorrow. I will deal with a lot of other stuff in sports tomorrow. Today is all for Redskins. There's so much to go through. And uh, I actually started to write down or not write down, but I, I was typing a list of things I wanted to bring up with you. Okay. And I've got this long list and I've got a bit of a narrative here and you can stop me as I go along here. But before I get into that, I just want to know, how are you feeling, Bubbala, as you like well, to say? How do you feel, I, Bubbala? Are you excited, well, relieved? Are you dead inside? What What are you? Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's taken away, you know, a big chunk of, of the history of the team. I mean, he, he, he took what happened over a, a 10-year, 11-year period and just absolutely destroyed it. I mean, there's people who have been watching this team for 30 years who have no no feel for that anymore and it's it's going to take a while to rebuild i mean there are people who are going to come back but there's a large segment of people who are like my kids age in their early 30s who were never there uh they never got to see anything good sure and and getting them in the tent that's a whole new thing that's not the great history of the redskins and joe gibbs and rah 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 rfk stadium that's hey we're starting fresh here we got new ownership uh, the, the history of the last 25 years has been disgraceful and we have to take it in a different direction. I think the, the nostalgia that you and I feel as, as men in their fifties and their sixties, uh, there aren't relatively that many of us. No, th- those, those of us, we're not, I, I will come back, I guess, to some degree. I, I've never really left. I'm you, it's up to you whether you want to come back or <laughs> no, not. I've left. But, There's nothing for yeah. me to return to, by the way, but I, I yeah. wish you and all the rest who stayed, I wish you success and glory and fun times and a f- brand new stadium and an ownership group that is absolutely buttoned up and forward thinking and successful. I really do, but I'm gone. There's nothing left for me. Yeah. I fled. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 you know it's like there used to be a ballpark here, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's it's not there. And and what replaced it that can't be gone soon enough. And, you know, everybody thinks, oh, new ownership, new stadium. That's not going to happen in two days. That's that's no. a long process. Yeah. They're, they're, I would be shocked if they did if the new ownership group doesn't sign a deal to extend their lease at FedEx because they're going to have to start their process all over again. All of the sites and all of the plans and ideas for a stadium, uh, they're not going to adopt those and say, oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. They're going to want their own architectural drawings, their own idea, their own locations. So all that shit goes away. So yeah, it's a multi-year deal. But anyway, I, I tweeted a, just two things basically when this went down. The, one of them was he destroyed. He was the great destroyer. He wiped out everything so thoroughly and relentlessly 
wiped it out. And starting with the fan experience, that was the first thing to go because he jammed seats into places they didn't belong. The Mm -hmm. parking lot became unmanageable. The traffic getting in and out became unmanageable. He closed Bright Seat Road to (laughs) capture more parking revenue. Remember that whole Mm -hmm. bit of nonsense? So the first thing I thought, I think, to go was the fan experience. He destroyed that. Then he destroyed the team's credibility league-wide. We quickly became a punchline, didn't we? On oh, Sports yeah. Center and on NFL shows. Like, oh, it's the Redskins. They suck. Yeah, and just, just brazen things that if, if he would have talked to people who were knowledgeable and said, Dan, you're chasing short money and it's going to bite you. For example, charging people to go into training camp. Yes. Uh, the, the amount of money that I guess he thought he could have earned, and, and even if it was a couple of million dollars, was never going to be worth it because, as I was told by Mark Carrier, uh, who played for the team and was part of the big Safety, gold rush. Former Chicago uh, Bear, former Arizona yeah. Cardinal. Right, and, and, and was one who was signed in that big rush of, of free agent signings. In the 2000 season, uh, in training camp, because they could charge, that allowed scouts from other teams to buy a ticket in there. And he said to me, he said, there were many things that we could not practice because we knew that scouts <laughs> from other teams were watching us. So, so as Dan was chasing this, this, this small pot of gold, right. he, was, he was damaging his football team for its preparation for the season. I mean, the, the, the unbelievable stupidity of that is, is just hard to get your head and around. He, and he both did not know or did not fucking care because he was too busy breaking open parking meters. Yeah, change. right. Donnie Brasco. Yeah, because that, that's kind of how he came to his money. People wonder, well, where did he get his money to buy the team in the first place? Well, part of it was he started a telecom company that would do phone slamming back mm-hmm. in the 90s where you would have your long-distance carrier on your landline phone. This was not even cell phones, remember? You would have mm-hmm. your long-distance carrier changed without you knowing it so right. that they could capture more market share and revenue. And then you would have to go through the process of, hey, wait a minute, I didn't change to AT&T long distance. What's going on here? It was a practice that got shut down eventually, but for a while it was like the Wild West. And that was mm-hmm. one of Danny's core things. And so that instinct stayed with him the whole time, even as an NFL owner. Yeah. I mean, occasionally he would do an interview and he would say things like, you know, 10 years into his, his tenure. Oh, I made some mistakes early on. I was young. I was 34. I've learned. No, he didn't know what he didn't know when he bought the team. And over 24 years, as he moved from young guy to middle aged guy, he was still doing the same Right. Stupid things. You know, Scott Abraham, who uh, is a sportscaster on the ABC affiliate, Channel 7 in Washington, put up an interview that Rennie Knott did with Dan Snyder and standing next to Fred Drasner, who, by the way, comes off as his dad. Uh, <laughs> Danny's dressed in a designer suit. And, you know, it's, it's funny. At the end of his, his run, he looked like a schlub. And in the early part of it, he was never seen out of his never designer Never seen even, out of a suit, ever. Even, even when he sat in 100-degree yes. weather at training camp exactly and 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 so and so Rennie not the the sportscaster says to Snyder what's going to change and he says well we're going to win we're going to win and and then they talk to Drasner about Dan and it's like you know this little kid who just bought an elephant 
and and he's going to you know parade it down the street and have a circus no you don't know what you don't know you need to talk to people who know football you never played football you never coached football you never owned a football team before and now you're just going to win because you had enough money to buy a team no it doesn't work that way i also said in the tweet i said he was worse than people will ever know oh yeah oh yeah and that yeah. you and i knowing people worked for the team players on the team we got all the really good stuff that you know we wouldn't make public because it was privileged information or you know mm-hmm. unprovable or could get us in trouble and he was so bad in every way it was stunning to hear the story after story after story and then on top of that this cannot be said enough he hired people even worse than him To be his henchmen. And the Mm -hmm. people he hired who were worse people than he was, more unethical, sleazier, slimier, they would go to any length to try to please Dan above them, which made it for a terrible place to work and to to deal with in any way capacity. Even, Even when he hired the most sainted person in the history of the organization, he was smudged by Snyder. When, when, when you had it, coming back the great Joe Gibbs, the, probably the, the greatest, without question, the greatest moment right. of his ownership. Right. And, and he looked around and he said, yeah, I can work with Vinny Serrato. Oh, boy. Whoa. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold on there. You who, who, who worked with a Hall of Fame general manager and Bobby Beathard to build three Super Bowl championship teams, you're going to work with a guy who, who could not get a job at any other organization anywhere else, and he's going to be your guy who's going to help you get players? That's your guy? Yeah. Whoa. Something's wrong here. I, I think the Gibbs thing is the toughest for me because of all the things Danny destroyed, and he destroyed everything. He was the great mm-hmm. ruiner uh, from every little bit of the organization. He ruined Gibbs for me. Yep. He yep. ruined Gibbs because I had thought, that the pristine image and memory of our most beloved and successful coach, Joe Jackson Gibbs, a man that I thought was, you know, I thought that Joe Gibbs would take one call from Snyder and say politely, well, <laughs> shucks, Danny, thanks, but I'm happy doing racing right now. You, Good luck with the football team. Right. The man who I thought was this humble family patriarch, God-fearing, do the right thing, always Joe, would have easily said no to Danny until Danny said, Oh, and we'll have FedEx fully fund a third NASCAR team. Joe then said, well, let me dust off my playbooks and find my whistle. And I was like, Danny ruined Gibbs, like uh, uh, the poison apple. He tempted him with the poison apple. And he, yeah, well, I, I would say this. I, I have not fully investigated this, but somebody put something up on Twitter where Gibbs has recently done an interview where he indicated that he went to Dan first, that he was interested in coaching, and the first place that he wanted to come back to was Washington. So, Well, you know, okay, because he knew Danny would have the money. Right, the point, and it was a money deal. It was, point, it was, it was yes. definitely a money deal. The point right. is Joe Gibbs was beloved and seen by the football fan base as the guy who could do no wrong, who would do no wrong because he was guided by the North Star principles of doing what's right. Humble, God-fearing man. Yes, Joe Gibbs. But then Danny's money 
helped ruin Gibbs because it peeled back who he really was. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the record is the record. <coughs> By the way, what's going on right now? You're at a uh, reunion right now, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm uh this this uh, this was, you know, this is one of those things. A where, radio you know, reunion for Andy Poland down in Port Arthur, Texas. Yeah. So, uh I actually organized this um because it was something I thought that I wanted to do. You know, before the end, uh, I'm losing friends at my age and people I used to work with. And I thought, you know, this would be an opportunity. So I looked at the calendar and I said, okay, week after Easter, that's pretty good. And uh, eh, it's the middle of April. What's going to happen? You're down in Port Arthur, Texas, Yeah, where you started at what station? KPAC, uh, which is uh, no longer in existence. In fact, the call letters are now at a station in Los Angeles. Um it was a uh, station that was converted in January of 1978 uh, to News Talk. And uh, I was hired as their sports director. And for $600 a month, I got to come in early in the morning and do sportscasts and come back in the afternoon and do sportscasts and, when needed, cover games at night and on the weekends. Wow. And, and I freaking loved it. And uh, it was an unbelievable learning experience. I was 19 years old, and I knew I wasn't going to be here forever. And I did it for a year and, uh, you know, moved on, got to San Antonio, Dallas, Washington, New York, and back to D.C. What year so was this? So this is where it all started, 1978. And how much did you get paid? 600 a month. And did you feel rich? No, I didn't feel rich, but I felt <laughs> secure. Uh, I, I Gas was 48 cents a gallon. Uh, I rented a room. Uh, in a woman's house for $150 a month. Uh, so I had no utilities or anything like that, no cable TV. Cost. Well, they didn't have cable TV, basically, in 1978. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I did not really struggle paycheck. I was frugal. Did you own uh, a car? Fact, did you own a car? Uh, yes, but I had my uh, the car that my father had given to me, an old Volkswagen, which was really taking up the bulk of my income, keeping it on the road <laughs> with the various repairs. That I had. <laughs> but, That's great. How um, many people are still alive that are at this reunion uh well i i I can't i i had at one point uh seven people with the possibility of all getting together it wound up being a core of four and uh, before i leave here today there's a fifth who's back weekend trip who's going to join us for uh, a little bit for breakfast but uh yeah it it uh, and then you know there's there's a couple there's a, a, a woman who did talk shows for years and a really nice person she's in her upper 80s not in good health and couldn't make it but um, you know, it was it was just a, a wonderful experience that really doesn't exist anymore for people starting out in the business. It was like, you know, minor league baseball. You go to A ball, you go to double A and, you know, hopefully work your way to the majors. And, and that's kind of the way it worked out for me. That's good stuff. You know, I'd like to organize one of those for us guys at 980 sometime this mm-hmm. summer that were there at the start of the Snyder era. So all yeah. the people like we should you and I should collaborate to try to get that together for some time this summer and uh, maybe let uh, listeners come by and uh, uh, do a sort of impromptu live show and uh, eat some barbecue, talk about the good old days and usher in a new era. You know what we could do? We could, we could find some nebbishy looking guy and uh, put him in a dunking booth and make him the the Dan Snyder guy. (laughs) Oh, I know just the guy, Jerry Coleman. There you go. <laughs> Although I would invite Jerry. Jerry was the guy that would ask Gibbs all these questions. And Gibbs oh, would yeah. get all he, flustered and frustrated. Like, who is this pain in the ass asking me these questions? 
but but Gibbs exploded on him once and realized he was wrong and called Jerry at home on a Saturday to apologize. So, you know, wow. the, the, the stand-up Gibbs still existed, but he was, again, smudged by Snyder and uh, and the canary in the coal mine, which was always Vinny Serrato. If, yeah. if you're willing to work with Vinny, there's something not right there. Yeah, I'm going to get back to Gibbs in a second. By the way, can I indulge, can I ask you a favor? And that is, is there sure. a quiet place you could duck into? Because I'm a little bit distracted by the voices in the background. Oh, okay. I'm sitting in the lobby, so let me, uh, let me oh, move okay. on to my, uh, to my room and, uh, <laughs> I will make it. Are you, uh, let me get. Uh, hold on, everybody. Let's play the game of guess how nice a hotel Andy has booked for this trip to Port Arthur, Texas. Is it as good as a Courtyard by Marriott, or is it perhaps a, less, like a Red Roof Inn, or a, a Hampton Inn? <laughs> Hampton Inn. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah. You know what? All you need is a nice room, clean sheets, and uh, and running hot water, and you're pretty much good to go. Well, you, you know where you know where I am. I'm on Jimmy Johnson Boulevard. Um, because the Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, Johnson of the Cowboys is from yeah. Port Arthur. Wow. Jimmy's from Port Arthur. And one of his classmates was Janice Joplin at, uh, at Port Can Arthur uh, Jefferson high school, which is now a middle school, wow. but the stadium, the stadium, which, uh, which he played in is still there. And they played big games there. And this is Friday night lights at its best because the stadium seats over 15,000 people. Yeah. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, ALPHA, BRAVO, ECHO. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. So anyway, Gibbs comes out of retirement and keeps Vinny in-house, allows Dan to make the most idiotic decisions with personnel, tells Mm -hmm. us on the air he thinks the salary cap is the most overrated thing in sports, trades for a guy like Brandon Lloyd because he made one spectacular catch like an Odell Beckham Jr.-like catch before Odell Beckham Jr., and then ripped up his contract with a year to go and gave him like $20 million just because they're like, well, we felt we were going to do that anyway, instead of at least letting it play out. Spoiler alert, uh, he turned out to be a nothing burger as a wide receiver. And so that went on. He got his own overrated buddies like Mark Brunel to play for him, and he then wins a playoff game but leaves suddenly with a stunned Snyder, nowhere to go, holding the bag, which brought us Jim Zorn. The whole ruination of Gibbs to me in my mind is what hurts the most about the whole Snyder experience. Fuck him for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was that, and you know, and then it was followed by more things like in like Shanahan and completely undermining him with oh. his buddy. Robert Griffin the third. I thought that was disgraceful. You sure. Know, things, things like that. And and you know, it was it was it was a guy who didn't know what he didn't know. And and that I can't say that enough. And he never ever learned. And you would think after twenty four years of ownership, you would learn something. He never did. And and he just he, he was a child his whole his whole run of the team. And you need an adult in charge and he never was. He killed it all starting with the fan experience to the credibility of the community goodwill prospects for a new stadium. He killed careers. Shanahan as a two time Super Bowl winner should have had another stop somewhere in the league and he couldn't get hired. 
He had a run with Buffalo once, I believe, an interview run, and that was yeah. it. And I believe yeah. Shanahan is still bitter about that to this day, is that his run here in D.C. where he had to lie all the time, he, Shanahan slipped up late and he said, all right, I'm going to be honest with you guys for once. I don't usually do that. <laughs> I don't usually do that. You know, to ride the beast. He thought he had total control here when he took the oh, job. Yeah. But no, you yeah. never have total control. Dan bought his friends, quote unquote, like LeVar Arrington or Chris Cooley, and then turned on them. The moment mm-hmm. he was done with them, threw him away like uh, a used tissue. He ruined the brand. He ruined the name. He botched the rebrand. He threw every desperate thing in the way of him losing the team, from hiring a respected minority coach and Ron Rivera to speak for the team. Happy Thanksgiving. A female-led broadcast crew. A fem- female assistant coaches left and right. He agreed to step a wi- away for a while, right, to let yeah. things blow over. None of it stopped what was inevitably going to come, besieged by investigation after investigation, lawsuits, and everything else. He did some of the most insane, insane things ever as an owner. Forget the charging to watch training camp. That was low-level dumb. How about hiring a known drunk to be your general manager, but then saying, well, don't worry, he'll be supervised by a more functional drunk in Bruce (laughs) Allen. (laughs) <laughs> Which, hell, Andy, didn't really matter because Danny himself would get famously deep into the hooch at times. Like when Mike Wise wrote the story about how he went to Denver at 3 a.m. after a bad loss at FedEx Field where he and Vinny were in the suite drinking, talking about what are we going to do, and they fly out to Denver to start wooing Shanahan out of retirement. Well, that, actually, that was they had, they had uh, lost at Detroit to uh, what end the Lions' 19-game losing right. streak. They had become right. the first team to go 0-16 the year before, and they lost. They fly back to the hangar where Danny's personal plane was, right. and they sat around drinking, and they said, oh, let's go hire Mike Shanahan. They call Mike Shanahan, and he goes, well, I'm not coming out of coaching, but if you want to come over, come <laughs> over. And they fly to his, to his house at 3 o'clock in the morning, and, and it's, it's Danny – his, his, his racquetball partner and a chief stooge, Vinny Serrato, and Carl Swanson, his hitman PR guy. Unbelievable. Uh, who, yeah, these are some of the worst. Life. These are some of the worst people. Carl Swanson is one of the worst people that uh, Danny hired, uh, his yeah. underlings, that I tell yeah. you, you, you don't know who these people are. You don't know how they operate, but they're even worse than Danny. And they were always trying to please Danny. So that led them to do more and more things that were reckless and idiotic. It's part of what got him into the cheerleader scandal, you know? The whole cheerleader trip and the, oh, let's bring these girls and we'll photograph them down in a remote location. And boy, the rules don't apply of civil society, do they? If we're on an island somewhere in the Bahamas. Uh, Wrong about that. So he sued a writer for an article in a newspaper that was given away for free. That whole Dave McKenna episode with the Cranky mm-hmm. Fans Guide uh, to Dan Snyder. He sued old widowers over their inability to pay for insanely overpriced club seats. Was a horrible idea that blew up in his face. He traded away three number ones and two twos just to go up and get RG3. Then immediately took the team executives and coaches to Atlantis in the Bahamas to celebrate they had done nothing, Andy, and they went away to celebrate. Yep, yep. He no, he, he was he yeah. was he was known for over celebrating things. And uh, I in fact was was on the committee 
to select the 70 greatest Redskins of all time. They didn't do a 75th. They couldn't wait for that. So they had a 70th. And uh, we helped to select the, the 70 greatest players. And, of course, we had a, a big black tie dinner to celebrate <laughs> it. And uh, at that time, Steve Spurrier was the coach of the team. This was 2002. And uh, Fred Drasner says to uh, – I don't think he said it to me, but he said it to somebody I know. He said, he said, we can't win an effing game, but we can throw ourselves a hell of a party here. <laughs> yeah, he got it, but Drasner was along for the ride. Just like everybody else. And that's Well, he put up money. I mean Drasner Drasner put up money. Yes, he and put also, up money, but he was along for the ride. He was oh, a sure. everybody was it was a joy ride, you know, and, and that I think the NFL really learned from this right. that uh we, we can't be futzing around with these guys anymore. And that's when I think the rule came in that you have to put down thirty percent in cash. Because Danny was heavily leveraged when he came in, you know. Sure. At thirty four he had money, but he didn't have that kind of money. Right. Uh, Dan didn't like how the team was being talked about on the radio, so he insisted on a one-hour show from Redskins Park called Inside the Red Zone with his stooge buddy Vinny Serrato as co-host. He still didn't like how no, no, was- no, 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 no. Snyder never did a radio show. I think you got that wrong. No, I said he he insisted on a one-hour radio show with. Uh, and so inside the red zone with oh. stooge buddy Vinny Serrato as co-host with another radio personality. In this case, Frank Hanrahan, our good friend who had to sit through this. And right. And, and also yes. this, this is when he's, I get he didn't have, never had the title, but he was de facto general manager. And, uh, and he said, I was told initially he wanted to do five days a week of a radio <laughs> show. Right. And, and was, was talked into doing Mondays and Fridays. And, and I said, well, if if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, we can point to that as one of the factors of them not doing it because their de facto general manager was spending. And, and I use the example of our boss, uh, Bruce Gilbert, one of the really smart radio people that we've ever worked with, who said that you needed to do an hour of prep for every hour you were on the air. So he was doing four hours of radio a week, meaning eight hours of prep and radio. Yeah. And those eight hours could have been spent trying to improve his football team. Yeah, even if he spent no time prepping, which he probably did, it's still four hours a week away from minding the store, which is, are we doing everything we can to win football games? So he still didn't like how that was going, so he bought three utterly shit radio signals in the D.C. market, hired away a douchebag GM from our station and a couple other personnel, and then created Triple X Radio, which, surprise, failed. He then ended up selling those three shit signals years later for $2 million when he had paid $24 million for them, which would have been a financial catastrophe for anyone else. But for Dan Snyder, who's going to sell for $6 billion, it was a rounding error, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. But also, what, what, uh, he, he was in a position where the uh, CBS station, WJFK, decided that they weren't going to pay the $10 million a year for the radio rights. So all he needed to do was to just find a station to put the games on and sell it himself. He was talked into it by one of the people who liked to snuggle up to him. Hey, why don't you buy radio stations and start a network of sports radio? And (laughs) and, and here's, here's another thing I was told that they hired a company which specializes in finding signals and they made recommendations to them what signals to buy, none of which were the three signals that they bought. 
<laughs> so they paid money to a mm-hmm. radio expert to say, don't buy this, do buy that, and they ignored right. them. They ignored that, and then when they were failing, they bought the stations that we were working for, uh, doubling down on money, and again, as you mentioned, having to sell on pennies of the dollar when he eventually did. Under his ownership, there was a pretty successful, a very successful afternoon drive show called The Sports Reporters, Andy. <laughs> Don't know if you heard about it. It was uh, two mm-hmm. veteran radio guys, witty, natives, knew their stuff, and a third person that would join in, usually a television personality, a beat writer, perhaps a coach. And it was good, clean fun for three hours every afternoon. Great show. That got submarine because Christopher Cooley had just retired as tight end for the team, wanted to be on the broadcasts of the games, did not want to do anything else because he just loved to chill and make pottery and whatever, but was told by Bruce Allen, no, no, no. You need experience on radio. You have to do a weekly show or a daily show every week. So they jammed Cooley into the afternoons. They submarined our show. I was left on with Galdi and Cooley. And so that was ruined as well. This is what I talk about when I say Dan Snyder ruined everything, including his minions. Mm -hmm. He took coaches who said they would never work for him like Marty, and they bent his will with money. He got coaches who didn't really want to work for him and bent their will with even more money, Spurrier, who couldn't quit quick enough and run back to college, right? Mm. Well, yeah, he, he actually he, he looked at the money that was in the NFL and said, let's give it a try. And rather than go to an organization that he needed, you know, and he, he said that he went to the team – with the understanding that they were going to hire a general manager and it was going to be Bobby Bethard. But uh, Danny didn't want Bethard because he wanted to be the general manager. So he <laughs> lowballed Bobby Bethard, who, by the way, is in the Hall of Fame, right. and said, oh, sorry, Steve, uh, we couldn't get Bobby, so yeah. uh, Vinny and I are just going to do it. And uh, the ball coach was like, well, okay, well, I'll, okay. I'll just call the plays and you get players and we'll, we'll move on. And didn't work either way, Yeah. Then the most insane thing that I had almost purged from my memory, but it was jostled free by seeing something on television this weekend. The most insane thing, without a doubt, is the whole Pepper Rogers saga. When one Norv Turner was fired with two, counted two games left in the season, right? Three. Three, three games. Seven and six. Seven and six. He was fired with a winning record. Three games left in the season. The Redskins still in the playoff hunt, something that is never done in this league, ever. It makes no sense. It is corrosive. It is doomed to fail. And of course, it did. There was a plan in place after firing Norv Turner in a mm-hmm. fit of anger because Norv was, well, Norv. He did dumb shit things like send out Eddie Murray. 40-year-old kicker to try to make a 52-yard kick when he told him, my range is 47, coach. And they <laughs> no, took a timeout. Hunter, who is the holder, called timeout, went over to Norv Turner and said, he can't kick it that far. Norv said, kick it anyway. <laughs> Norv, right, instead of going for it on fourth down to get him closer, he U-turned yeah. the kicking unit back out there. And, of course, the kick ended up horribly short. Uh, They lose the game, and then Norv is fired with three games left in the season. So now, holy shit, what are you going to do? Who are you going to hire? 
Well, their first instinct was to hire former USFL coach turned FedEx executive Pepper Rogers. I was reminded of this watching XFL football this weekend because I knew that the USFL was going head-to-head with the XFL this weekend for the first time, and I go, oh, that's right, Pepper fucking Rogers. He was going to be the coach for a period of about eight hours, according to Mm -hmm. those who covered the team. But then somehow someone got to Snyder and said, dude, you cannot do this. So Nobody will play for him. Right. Nobody, will do anything. Nobody will do anything. So instead, they elevated longtime assistant coach. Uh, oh, who was the guy? Terry Robisky. Terry Robisky. Bless his heart. Who said, if Mr. Snyder says to move my office out into the hallway, that's what I'll do. Right. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, one of the hired guns of that team, called him Robinsky. And how much mm-hmm. he had respect for a coach whose name he couldn't even pronounce. The Pepper Rogers saga remains to this day. The fact he was almost coach after firing a guy at seven and six with three games left in the season. The, to me, crowning jewel of stupid of the entire Snyder saga. Well, that's, that's, that's one of them. But, but it, was, it was Pepper who led Snyder to Spurrier. You know that, right? Oh, really? Okay. Oh yeah, and 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 as the uh, Marty year was unfolding, the 2001 season, when he, uh, you know, he, he somehow talked Marty into coming, thanks to a lot of money, uh, and that season started 0 and 5. Danny and Pepper began what they were calling scouting trips to look at college talent. And what do you know? Just it just happened that they were winding up at Florida games week after week. How, how did that happen? And, Odd, and, right. Yeah, and so each Florida game, they were schmoozing Steve Spurrier, like you know, and and Pepper had coached Spurrier at Florida. I think he was an assistant coach there, not the head coach, but he had known him for you know thirty years at that point, and that was part of the the schmooze, you know, come here, come to Washington, and run your fun and gun offense, and and let's win Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> so as this goes, as this podcast goes to print on a Sunday morning, yeah. the current bid winner is the Harris Rails Magic Group at six billion point zero 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 one dollars according to sources. Yet there was a late entrant Friday, at least in the rumor mill, of a seven billion dollar bid led by former Duke guard Brian Davis, who is a local and apparently has some like sustainable energy company and purportedly is worth $50 billion in intellectual property rights to this, whatever this uh, Urban Echo Energy LLC mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Do you believe that this bid is real and that come Monday morning, we're going to be talking about hold everything? It might not be. Josh Harris as the new owner. Well, only because it's it's Dan Snyder involved in the process that you don't rule out anything crazy. But has anybody heard of this company before? And no. has, has there has there been a story done in the New York Times or <laughs> some really reputable paper? Hey, remember the Duke guard? Well, he struck gold. He's not worth you know a million dollars. He's worth fifty billion dollars. Have you heard any of that? No. No. So, so, but, but, but because it's Snyder, you don't rule out any Meshuggah possibility. 
Yeah. Well, we'll see what this week brings, but it looks like the bell has finally tolled for Dan Snyder, and he cannot be gone soon enough. Good riddance. The great ruiner of everything. A lot of rebuilding. A lot of work to be done. Who knows if they'll still be called the commanders when it's all said and done. That's, I'm sure, on the discussion list for the new ownership group once they get in there, but... For anyone else who's been a fan of a sports team who's had a bad owner, and there have been a lot of bad owners, this has been a absolute tornado of ruination for 20 right. years. And, so. and, and I would, if I were owning that team, knowing that there would be a possibility of somebody leaking things to Snyder, I would say anybody who's had any kind of relationship with him is gone. Gonzo. Oh, um, Everybody in the building, I don't care how nice they are, I don't care how hard they worked, I don't care how skilled they may be, it doesn't matter. I would say, look, I feel for you, I'm sorry about this. I am burning it to the ground, and I'm yep. going to salt it. I'm going to salt the earth with everything that was left over of Snyder, because we have to. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, Andy, what's on the docket today for the reunion? You guys wrapping up, coming home? I'm. Uh, I have a, a later flight today. I'm flying out of Houston, uh, which is about 90 miles from here, so I, I have to leave in, in the afternoon. But um, I'm uh, going to have a, a brunch with my friend Bob West, who is the uh, was the sports editor of the Port Arthur News for over 40 years, and was very kind to me when I was here, and nice. I've, I've main, maintained a relationship with him, and uh, see, used to see him at Super Bowls and. Things like that. So we're gonna we're gonna catch up before I fly out. I'm looking forward to that. All right, 980 reunion picnic this summer, just in front of training camp. Uh, we'll get all the old gang back together. Fan event, buy tickets, raise some money for charity, roast Snyder, and open a new era. Sound good? Oh, it's great, and I think there's even a new brand of, of beer that's out uh, that yeah. says "Buy Dan." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got we got to serve that. Yeah. All right, very good, Andy. Good to talk to you, buddy. We'll see you soon. Safe travels. Uh, all right, Zay. Take there care. You go. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know, maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.